Ah, 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 Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 110 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards, a.k.a. Mo Dick. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and we're starting the year off cruising through the back roads to find everybody's hope list. Happy New Year, everyone! Hey. 2021. Um, I can't believe yeah, it's got to be better than last year. Let's hope to God it's got to be better than last year because any, actually, any other year that's ever existed was nearly better than last year. There was a couple around probably 1939, 1940 <laughs> was probably pretty bad. 1920 was bad with the Spanish flu, but oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, 2020, it's really brought the the cream to the top i think it's really shown us who's um who can think for themselves and then uh who's an idiot uh but yes happy new year 2021 january 1st i'm sorry if you're hungover and my voice is annoying you but um luckily luckily for us our guest this week is the lovely mark trotter from the great lonely the brave yes and i absolutely love him mark is such a sweetheart but since their debut record the day's war in 2014 lonely the brave have been one of those key alternative rock bands on the uk and europe torrenting the last few years they've had to go through some changes behind the scenes being pretty quiet on all fronts but despite all that ltb are back they have a third studio record the hopeless is being released now worldwide on january the 22nd and they are honestly one of our most anticipated bands for 2021 so we thought we'd invite our good friend mark to come on the podcast tell us all about their return the change in vocalist with Jack Bennett from Grumblebee now mixed into the fold and just some incredible stories from the last few years touring the world. We talk about playing some toilet venues, some things you'd never imagine bands have to go through and some lovely, lovely stories in between. Yes, thanks again to Mark and Lonely the Brave. Um, well, everybody in Lonely the Brave, thank you very much for letting us speak to Mark. 
sorry for any of the content you're about to listen to but it was great we had a good time um and mark is a lovely lovely chap and um yeah my friend ross is in the band as well which yeah. is which is crazy yeah yeah ross was formerly in a band called second smile which some people um would probably not have viewed of who are a fantastic band so check them out as well but um yeah again thank you very much to mark it was a very very good chat and um yeah it's a good start to the year it's yeah, a good start definitely it's really honest as well because you know as he's going to talk about there's so many changes the band have had to go through over the last year a lot a couple of things people and fans might not be aware of so he's going to open up about it all and tell some hilarious stories in between one includes a certain member from deftones and another one includes well i don't want to spoil it really you just you just have to listen but uh, a quick mention to all our vinyl lovers out there the band's previous label hassle records just recently re-released the day's war for their special 15 times 15 series celebrating a decade and a half of the label so check out the website for that and we even did an episode with hassle records so Check out our back catalogue for a listen as well. But speaking of the celebrations and good times, Sean, you've said yes. 2020 is over. Happy Thank New God. Year. It's 2021. It's been a strange yep. 12 months. Podcast wise, yep. though, we've, you know, I've enjoyed this. We've had some corkers. We've oh, done oh, a lot of bucket list oh. things. We've knocked this out of the fucking park this year. Fair play. I thought it's all going to go to. Hey! Positive Sean was thinking <laughs> this is going to go fucking tits up straight away with this lockdown stuff. But luckily, we did what all great businesses do and we pivoted. Oh, it's used business terms. <laughs> oh, we pivoted. It's not just live. They'll do it across fucking Zoom and still have a laugh. Like. So, yeah, that was um, that was probably the only good thing to come out of 2020 mm. was our chance to try out new ways of chatting to people. And, um, it's been very successful. I think due to it, we probably got some people that we might not have got in the flesh, maybe. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. And it's opened up a lot of doors and possibilities and things to come for the rest of the year. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, we've already got some mad surprises in the bags for the next coming weeks that Correct. I'm very excited to share with everyone. But I was going to ask hell. you, Sean. Um, yeah. Do you, A, have any New Year's resolutions for yourself? Any little things you're looking to do more this year? And B, what plans would you like to see us do on the podcast for 2021? Oh, that's good. Um, I'd like more guests from different places, like different worlds. Ooh, no, okay. Well, yeah, definitely have an alien on. <laughs> definitely get an alien on straight away. 2021, I want... An alien interviewed on Sapling Podcast. I want to see a UFO, okay. which you can, go, you can go on YouTube and do that pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, I'd like to speak to people from, yeah, from all walks of life. Do you know what? I'm going to put it out there now in the style of the, um, the book, The Secret, <laughs> which is um, a load of nonsense. But anyway... I'm going to put it out there now. This year, we are going to get Daryl Palumbo from Glassjaw Head Automatica on the, on, on the podcast. Right. And, and we're going to get my newly named friend. Oh, I didn't think of this years ago when we toured together. 
but we are going to get the one and only friend Durst. <laughs> we are going to get Fred Durst from Limp Bizkit on this year's podcast, um, whether he likes it or fucking not. If I have to go to his house with my phone and type, just turn the sound recorder on and shout at his gates till he tells me to leave, that's what's going to happen. But it's going to happen this year. And other resolutions um, is to uh, find everybody that voted for Brexit and murder them. Oh, that's that's going to yeah. take a while. Well, it doesn't matter. I've got it now. I've got the time because we're all about to lose jobs and lose loads of money because of Brexit. So um, I'm going to have the time. I'm oh, going to have fair. the time. And I'm going to drink their Brexit tears. Wow. I was hoping this would stay positive, but it's taken a very weird turn already. However, that trip to Fred Dirt's house doesn't sound too bad. Yes. So. Um, what about you? What would you like for 2021 in regards to the podcast? Well, there's, there's a few things, um, but just, you know, just getting, keeping it to grow, connecting with more people and having some more fantastic stories. I mean, I like the mixture we have of bands that we're very excited about in terms of that they're new, fresh, they have new music coming out, but also, you know, giving a, a nod to some of the classic act, acts over the years from different scenes and um, and just, just hearing wild experiences and what everyone's gone through in um, the the strange world that is the music industry and more as you yeah. said like you know I'd like a couple of different industry people on for people from all from all things actors drag queens I'm busting for a drag queen to come on okay so. um <laughs> yep uh, um yeah, it's going to be... I think it'll be a good year now. Fingers... Oh, I fucking cursed. Oh. I know I've cursed in half for fuck's sake. But tell you what, right? Why don't the listeners send us a list of people they would love to hear on the podcast in 2021? Oh, or just please. wish us Happy New Year on our social media pages at Pod on the Twitter and Instagram. Yes, that's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Get in touch with us at Twitter and Instagram. Please give us a list of your, I'd like, top five guests. They could be anyone, literally anyone. Preferably tag their social media accounts yes, yes, so they please. can see. Because you just writing Keanu Reeves isn't going to make Keanu Reeves just guess that he should come on our podcast. So, And I don't know why I've chosen Keanu Reeves, oh. but let's get fucking Keanu Reeves on the podcast. That would be, be laugh. insane. I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that, yeah. <laughs> if you love us as well we would really appreciate it if you could go and check out our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin where you can get involved with our wonderful community and give a little bit back to this podcast to make it grow bigger and better each and every single week yes look as you can see now as you can see Morg they can't see yeah, yeah. Um, I've got my glasses on too Oh, nice. I've got a ring light now. Um, so a lot of people don't don't understand this, but um, how many times my phone has fallen flat on its face, right? And I've nearly given up doing the podcast mm. is fucking next level. So here I am with a Christmas present I had. So, and, um, oh, we're also lucky enough that the people who are currently members of the Patreon, they did a lovely little kind of whip round for us and they got us presents as well so thank you very very much to all those guys it means the absolute world 
honest we don't we don't want anything more than the support of the patriot like you guys are awesome and i fucking love it and i owe you more than i could ever give back so thank you very much to everybody who's got involved over christmas got us gifts got each other gifts and um yeah we've just made a fucking excellent community and not only is an excellent community if you go to patreon.com forward slash sapnin there's extra content um playlists videos other interviews we've done so yeah check it out patreon.com forward slash sapnin Yes, it's absolutely wholesome, lovely, and everyone in there is just some of my favourite human beings. As Sean said, the support means the world. It keeps this going. And what they did for us over Christmas was just so heartfelt. I was blown away. They got us some really nice gifts. And over this new lockdown period, they've all been getting together and having a little community Zoom nights watching films, little movie nights. So if you're... Yeah, you- Via Zoom, they've been doing. You just say get together, which makes it sound like our Patreons might be doing things illegally. No, that's um, not what they, I meant. They have been doing it from the comfort of their own homes. Yes, on the screen, on the computer, watching films together. So if you need a new film, buddy, we've got the perfect ones for you. Patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. You and the guys watched Mean Girls the other day, I believe. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. It nice. was brilliant. Cool. Well, yep. The next one with our running theme is Mean Girls. Uh, Dead Man Shoes will be next then. I think that'll be nice. Sean Watches. Morgan Watches Mean Girls <laughs> with a Gang. The next one will be Sean Watches Dead Man Shoes with a Gang. So uh, that'll be happy. Uh, but no, we'll, yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin and um, get involved. If you've listened to more than three episodes, um, you are now in mine and Morgan's pocket and you owe us. So sort it out for God's sake. Please do. Anyway, should we uh, get on with this shit? Yes, this is the wonderful Mark Trotter from Lonely the Brave. Check this out. Their new music is outstanding and you're going to hear some fantastic stories from their career. Yes, tidy. Sapnin! Sapnin! Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Sapnin! 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 Hey! Yes! <laughs> yes, uh, this week's guest is uh, the ever-lovely Mark Trotter from the very, very fantastic Lonely the Brave. Yes. How are you? I am very well. How are you, sir? Yes, I'm, I'm all right, yeah. yeah. Stuck indoors, locked down. Again. Yeah, but not like as a country, as separate areas in Wales. <laughs> so we can't even like literally pop over the border to see anyone who's two miles away. Yeah, we've got, we've got different roles where we both are, so that's um, that's fun. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with it. I just. I, I've given up. Yeah. Nice. But, nice. But but anyway, how are you, man? How's things? How are you? Uh, how are you keeping lately with everything? Do you know what? Probably the same as about everyone else. It's um, interesting. I think mm. is the word I'll go for. What can you do? Like, yeah, we're all in the same boat. Everyone's just trying to do the best they can with this. I guess. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting time for a lot of other reasons. But I guess we might come to those bits in a, in a while. But no, it's, it's it's been really tough. But um, I don't know, kind of interesting as well. I guess that's probably the right word to describe it. But different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you said, I mean, right now it's such an exciting time for Lonely the Brave back after a little bit of silence, a little bit of uh, time away working on stuff. Finally, with new music, a new album coming out in January 2021. I'm sure you must be ecstatic for things finally being able to come out again and, and, and having the band as a creative outlet. Oh man, like it's been the most mad time. Yeah, 100%. Like, with, with tracks coming out, every single time another track comes out, it just feels like another weight is lifted. We're desperate for everyone to hear what we've been up to, desperate to get the record out. You know, things have got to be done in the right order. I get that, you know, but I guess you guys know yourself, like you just want it there. You want to get on, you know, and in usual times that would have happened, but you know, this isn't usual times. So we've got to, we've got to play the game, I guess, like everyone else. And then, you know, just by our time, we want to go play shows. That, that's what we're desperate to do. You know, playing live is, is everything for, for most people who play music. And the, not having the opportunity to do that at the moment is just, crushing but other than that it's uh it's all good just excited to be putting new stuff out there and just excited to see what people make of it really well funnily enough i was listening to a playlist a couple of days ago and bound came on oh yeah, yeah i was like cool. i was like oh what's this and i checked <laughs> it, i was like oh, fucking right i'm speaking to him thursday that's fucking brilliant yeah it's real good it's really really good congratulations um yeah thank are, you very much are you happy with it are you happy with yeah, that very much yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been really strange and really different than the way that we've done things compared to how we normally would. Um, and that's good as well. You know, yeah, I mean, we've kind of had our own set processes, I guess, how we've worked and all the other records. And this has been completely different. Um, I mean, Jack Jack has uh, a really nice studio, um, which has afforded us the time to actually, you know, kind of pre-pro the tracks as we've, been, as we've been writing them in the studio, which is amazing. So it's been a completely different different experience. And, and yeah, it's been great. Really good. So. Nice. Did you pre when you when you were previously writing? Was it just like in a practice room writing, or was it someone would send over a song, or yeah, a bit of both? I mean, it, when we when we first kind of started as Lonely the Brave, um, it would be pretty much all yeah, rehearsal rooms. So literally just in there, banging ideas about you know David literally to be standing in the, in the room, you know, just coming up with melodies, and everyone, everyone would just yeah throw stuff in. And uh, kind of as we as we progressed, and it became more difficult, I guess, to be together. It turned into more sort of sending ideas across, you know, so. I'd, 
percentage of targets today that come back with some vocals on it and then we'd take that into a rehearsal room and then we all, you know, it's still kind of the same vibe. This time it's been um, really interesting to kind of uh, combine all of that but with the advances in modern technology of being able to kind of record things and do it as we're going along as well and then, and then just, you know, pick things apart and restructure it and, and play with it. So it's been really good fun, really good fun doing it that way. But the interesting thing for us really is we've never played these songs as a set. Mm. You know, you kind of, yeah. as a band, you know, even when you're writing generally, you're still run through the songs you've got one after another, don't you, right? We've never done that. We've never had the opportunity to do that because of what's been going on. So wow. we've, got, we've got this album of songs that, you know, we, we haven't even played them together at the same time. Yeah, a bit weird, but it's, it's good fun. Yeah, nice. Yeah, well, fing- yeah, finger- fingers crossed they all come together when you know, turn up and be like, hey, Dad, one, two, three, four, everybody's playing something yeah, different. Oh, this no. is just shit, guys. Yeah, it's a write off. It's a write off. First game, people are like, I didn't realize only the Brave's new album was like Dillinger Escape Plan. Everybody seems to be playing something completely different. We, we wish. <laughs> but uh, as, I, as I said, man, it, it's such an interesting time, you know, with the band finally being back and releasing stuff but from an outside's point of view i think a lot of people have just seemed that because you've been so quiet they're not really sure what's been going on with, with everything over the last couple of, of years can you just can you just run down the kind of situation and why it's taken you so long and what you've all been doing individually in that time yeah, of course. I mean, look, part of the reason it's taken so long is we wanted to get the right person, you know, um, with everything that happened, you know, with Dave leaving and everything else, um, there was a big question mark, do we continue, do we not? I mean, yeah, I think from all of our point of view, there was never really any thought that we'd stop. Um, it was more of a case of having the right person. Um, the idea of Jack came along very quick, to be honest, because we'd, we'd played shows together before that Jack had supported us and, you know, knew he was um, one, a, a, an outrageous talent, but two, a really nice dude. So, you know, he was one of the first people that we called and, so that, that happens, um, you know, we had a, a change of label, change of management. So that, you know, there's obviously time scales involved with that kind of stuff. Um, so that, that kind of stuff takes time um, for anyone who's been in a band knows how yeah. you know, that kind of scenarios work. Yeah. Was it difficult to get out of both management and label? No, not at all. Like, we, we, we had a really, really good relationship with, with Hassel and, and our management, um, you know, before, which actually was, you know, where it's from, from Hassel and full-time hobby and, they're good guys. We wouldn't be where we were, where we are now without them. You know, we owe them a lot. We've always said that. So no, it was never, there was never any animosity from either side. It's not what it's about. You, you, I think things run its course and, and it natural, natural timing takes its, its course and uh, we are where we are now. So actually quite a nice position to be in. You know, I know I could still call those guys and have a chat, which is nice, yeah. you know. Um, and actually, you know, I had like a, a really shitty time over the year. I lost my dad, unfortunately. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, no, no, thank you, man. It's, it's one, of those, one of those things. But, you know, one of the first people that contacted me was Wes to say, you know, shit, man, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear what's happened. You know, so we still have that relationship, I think, which is important. Um, you know, you don't want to burn any bridges with anybody. It's not what it's about. So it's, it's business at the end of the day, you know. So that, but in between, you know, we've all got real life as well. You know, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm a dad. I've got two kids, you know. Um, I've got to make sure that they're, they're cool and uh, all the things that go along with that. Um, and, and the rest of the guys have got their antics as well. So, you know, people have to survive. And unfortunately, in between record deals and everything else that goes along, you need to, you need to live. So, you know, we've all been doing normal jobs. We've all been doing all that stuff as well as, which, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, whichever way you look at it, means that you don't have as much time as we did when we were full-time doing it. You know, and we had Sony's budget to play with. We could, you know, be full-time recording and writing. So 
but you know it's, it's kind of good it gives you the time to 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 make sure the things are right and we've we've been under no pressure to get things out quicker yeah it's, it, we've, we've got it to a point where we're happy with it to then release it good so, nice. yeah it's good. very good yeah. to hear no it's cool man and, and three of this been going on as well i mean like the guys I mean, Bush, Bush and Manu as well. Jeez, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys know where, but Bush is a nurse. So he's been um, heavily involved in everything that's been going on recently, obviously. Mo is a, um, an ambulance driver. So he um, he's like, uh, does patient transport. So those guys have been to the wall for the last how many months now with all this stuff going on. So, um, you know, I think it's the right thing to be doing at the moment as well, you know, helping out. So, um, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, been a bit great to see that um, you know all the creative juices are flowing again, and everything's ready for this. But if we can kind of just dissect everything, because as you said, there's, there's so much has, has gone on in this weird period of time and in, in these few years. I mean, with Dave leaving the band, I think regular fans of Long Live Brave always knew that he suffered really strongly with some mental health issues and that was always kind of um, a factor and stated of one of the reasons of, of his departure. What Was it something you all knew for a while leading up to it or was it just a very emotional conversation one day? How, how did, did that period uh, of time play out? Um, I mean, look, no... We- <laughs> Yeah, we, Dave, Dave's Dave. You know, I've known Dave for a very, very long time, and we all have. And, and in some respects, strangely, even though he's one of my kind of closest friends, or everything we've done with the band, I still don't feel like I know. You know, um, uh, that's that's his character, um, and that's why he is as talented as he is, and you know, uh, as special as he is. So there was always there have always been stresses in Lonely the Brave, uh, you know, and, and tensions um, for, for the right reasons, because everyone cares about it, because everyone really wants it to do what it needs to do. I don't think there's any extra tension leading up to that. I mean, you know, Dave would be the first to admit he quit the band, like, I can't even tell you how many times, you know, over the years. Um, but always kind of on the side of, you know, he'll be back tomorrow. You know, we always felt that. And this, this was different, and, and for the right reasons. Look, you know, we support him, as you said a million times before in interviews, you know, we support him to the ends of the earth uh, for any reason, but, you know, especially the one that is that important. And, you know, look, he's not the only person in the band that's, that's suffered with, you know, these kind of things. Actually, I think four of the five of us have, you know, so and do at various times. So, you know, we, we all understand and appreciate exactly where he was. And, look, you know, I've spoken to him a couple of times since, only on messages, really, but he's in a much better place. So it was the right decision. You know, um, he, he took the brave step of saying, this is too much. There's times where probably any of us have probably should have done that. You could argue the toss after the event that actually we're still going, it's all cool. But you know, there's points you think this is a bit much now, you know, but it takes, it takes a lot of balls to do what he did to say, do you know what? No, I've got to do the right thing for me and respect to that. Absolutely. Nice. Um, did you try anybody else out before Jack or was it, did you have many auditions for it or? We had two. We had we had my really good friend of mine um, auditioned as well, um, a guy called James, um, who goes by the name of Sibu. Um, if you've ever heard of um, Sibu, um, James Page, amazingly talented singer songwriter. He's just he's just such a lovely human. He's such a lovely, lovely guy. I've known him for years. I've done some shows with him as well, um, playing for him. Yeah, you know, he came down and, and, and played, and it was great. It was, it was really good fun. Um, I think ultimately. It, Jack was just a benefit because of the, the, the power of his voice, I guess, really, more than anything else. You know, James, um, by his own mission of you, you know, a, a soft and more lilting thing, but his, he's just a stunning, stunning singer and stunning songwriter in his own right. So, yeah, so it was just the two of them, really. That was it. I mean, we, we had James, I think Jack came down the next week, and then we were just like, well, then he's looking anymore. No, that was it. <laughs> nice. um, so, yeah, quite lucky, really. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah real lucky. 
um, yeah, that's awesome. But with, with Jack joining the band as well, of course, many people will know him from his time in Grumblebee, you know, Jack Bennett. But whenever a band changes a, a vocalist, it seems to be much more of a bigger deal than a replacement anywhere else in the band as well, especially being the voice. Do, do you see this as a kind of second coming of Lonely the Brave or just continuing where you left off? It's just a continuation. I mean, we, we, it's a funny thing to say. I'm like, we've, we've had this discussion so many times. The songs to us are the most important part about it. You know, and that's not a, everyone's replaceable, is it? Or, you know, kind of callous situation. They, they take on their own character and they have their own life. And I don't know, it, it's not just that anyone can play a song and have it be the same way. That's not the point. Um, everyone brings their own thing to the, to the party. You know, there's still four of the five of the original you know, kind of members of the band. Yeah. So it still sounds like us with something else. And that's the whole point, isn't it, of music? Otherwise, you know, if you've got one person that's writing and telling everyone else what to play, well, what's the, what's the point of being in the band? You might just be a solo artist, you know? So, yeah, it just brings a different dynamic. Um, I, I know, <laughs> such a weird, cliche way to put it, but I just keep saying to anyone asking me, I'm like, it's the same but different. That's all I can think. Because <laughs> yeah. it kind of yeah. is. It kind of yeah. is. It still sounds like us, you know, but they're, they're, Jack brings his own thing to the party, and that's what we, that's what we wanted him to do. We, we were adamant. We, were, we don't want Dave 2.0, because exactly for that reason. Don't try and fill his boots. You won't be able to. He's Dave. You're, you're Jack. That's the whole point. You bring what you are to this, this party, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's worked really well. So nice. Yeah, but I, I think shifting dynamic really describes the change possibly in the best way because, you know, Jack's vocals are a, a little bit of a higher range than Dave's and he does bring his own talents to the table. When working on this new record, was, was there anything you had to do differently with songwriting to kind of fit his vocal range or, or was it, was it, has it just been the same since day one? No, I mean, to be honest, they're, they're not actually that different okay. in terms of range, range at all. Um, I mean, it, it, Dave had an incredible range. Dave could go from very low to really, really high. Um, um, oh, had. So I'm sure he still has. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard him sing recently. But, so, you know, I, I don't think they are that different in terms of, in terms of their, their, their vocals. Um, in terms of writing process, no. I mean, actually, in terms of how the songs were constructed, that would be exactly the same. Not in the fact of how we did it, but um, we recorded all the music first. Everything was down musically first. We didn't um, write music to any any lyrics or melody, and that's exactly how we've always done it. So, in fact, in terms of process, that's always been, that's exactly the same as it always has been. Um, so, we had an entire album of music that Jack put melody and, and vocals to. Does that mean there's um, does that mean there's other versions of the songs on people's Macs that people don't know yet? Uh, you, you know the story. <laughs> you know the story. Yeah, man. I've got. Yeah, there's there are there's 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 like yeah there's loads of different versions with slightly different vocals and things and you know I mean I've still got loads of stuff from that from the days war and and, and things of matter and everything else as well you know I mean yeah it's exactly how it works I mean so there's there's yeah maybe one day they'll appear yeah a B size I was going to say yeah, just, just content for days really it's just yeah, <laughs> that's people. it that's it just just nice. get it out there guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but how is Jack settled in to everything now that obviously it's announced that he's in the band and the new music is out because obviously he's been working on stuff for quite a while without revealing anything. So how has it come? How is it being for him now actually being in that spotlight with you guys? Uh, to be honest, I don't really know. You know I, guess need, I guess you need to ask him. I mean, the, the, the funny the, the funny thing for us in that respect is because we haven't had the opportunity to do what we would normally do. That's true. You know, we've yeah. gone on tour, we've done all these things, and I'll be able to give you more of an opinion of, of, of yeah, how he is. But, you know, 
from what I know, you know, um, I mean, look, he's he, 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 he's getting on with it. He's he's smashing it. You know, Jack um, is is really good at um, the kind of the, the media side of things, the social media side of things. I'm shite at all of that stuff. Um, kind of intentionally as well. I get a bit pissed off with it. All. So you know, he's brilliant with that. He brings that dynamic as well. But um, no, I, th- I think he's I think he's fine. You know, it, I, I just want us to get on tour to do it properly. Yeah, you know, that, um, that's when you find out. Really, after spending a couple of weeks together in a bus or a van, sweaty. <laughs> Exactly. coming off somebody's taking the last beer oh we'll find out yeah we'll find exactly. out if Jack fits no <laughs> exactly this is it well so no, we don't have that problem he doesn't drink so oh, he's, right. gonna oh, oh, he's perfect um, do you know what exactly he's gonna he's gonna be fine he's a keeper <laughs> yeah. um, no, so yeah you're exactly right I mean, we did we did like a little run of three shows um, before we I think actually before we went in to record the record just as a kind of intro to Jack you know and they, they were great fun you know it felt like a massive weight off our shoulders to just be back and playing but it was three shows you know, and that's all we've yeah. done that's all yeah. we've done since because of all this crazy stuff that's happening you know I just can't wait to play in front of people man that's what it comes down to you know I was going to say speaking of playing yeah you've um, yeah recently announced uh, you're also playing 2000 Trees 21 as well mm, hopefully yeah, fingers crossed man. fingers, fingers crossed. crossed oh across everything yeah I love that festival man yes, I absolutely no. love that we will do it it's, it's just banging in fact I think, that, I think the first time I ever saw you was at the, uh, maybe at the back of uh, 2000 Trees Ooh. I think it was 2003. At the back? Oh. What was he doing? That's how it would... Just, 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 just back. The best day, oh, man. Okay. No, no, I thought, you meant, the, the I thought you meant he was just hanging around the back, just lurking. <laughs> yeah, couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. But just the car park. Trees. <laughs> just in the car park, like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be that anyway. But yeah, oh. that, it's just such a wicked festival, man. Oh, the the size is perfect. The position is perfect. They get such a great lineup every year, man. I mean, I think last time I was there, I think it was last time I was there, you know, I was a big ham, a big Frightened Rabbit fan, watching Frightened Rabbit yeah. and stuff. And it was like, yeah, special, special place. And this year with Jimmy World and everything else, phew, yeah. <laughs> Great festival. Yeah. Can't wait to be back there. Oh, yeah, same for us. Um, yeah, my band's playing as well, and I think me and Morgan are going to be there talking to people all weekend. So, wicked. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that's if I don't accidentally murder myself or something on stage doing our set. So. <laughs> which is yeah, which is not to do that. Yeah, you never know. That's the thing. That's well, it's good publicity. Well, you know, you're gonna get you. <laughs> well, if anything, yeah, I just leave my family. I just you know, I think of all the Spotify plays after after my death. Exactly. It's it's a, boys, this is it. It sorts the boys in my band right out. Kill yourself for Spotify. That is absolutely what you need to do. I'll kill, kill myself for a million plays. That's about 200 quid. Ah, it's not enough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get my kids to take that into school tomorrow. Now, kids, <laughs> this is what you need to do in the future. Oh, that, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I was going to say, that should be um, a merch design, but I don't know how well it would go down. Kill yourself for Spotify. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me just write that down as a, as a new Raiders lyric. Is, <laughs> we kill we kill ourselves for Spotify. We kill ourselves. I've written that down, boys. You're laughing. You're laughing. No, 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 no man. Look, seriously, t- t- we split three ways. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I've got the merch rights here sorted. Look, I've got, we'll get a contract. It's all oh, you wait till this gets to number 128 in the rock, UK rock charts, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's seven quid between us. We are laughing. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, I've gone way off now, haven't I? Um, but, but, yeah, go but, on, Morg. But, but speaking of shows as well, I mean, one thing I did want to ask is in Dave's time in the band and, and everything, sometimes it, it, it did seem live that you had to perform 
a, a bit more of, of an energetic role to get the crowds more more involved on some occasions because D- Dave was famous for kind of just focusing on the, on his vocals and making sure everything sounded perfect. Did did you feel any pressure with that that maybe you had to to step up a little bit or anything? Oh yeah, massively. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I never want to be a frontman. I don't want to be a frontman. Um, not there's anything wrong with that, but you know, I, I play guitar. Uh, you know, and and. Yeah, I, I definitely felt that pressure. Um, and yeah, I kind of look back at some of those performances and just think, oh, you know, it's like, I don't know, yeah, 100%, nail on the head. I mean, I think that's one of the things that, of the, of the few shows that we have done, we did, I remember we did a, a nice little festival show out in uh, Holland with Jack. And um, and actually, there's one of the three little shows that we did, just feeling so relaxed on stage because... I didn't have to think about that part anymore. And that was lovely just to be able to just concentrate on playing my guitar and, and having fun with my mates, you know, um, very much true. And again, a big weight lifted for me personally. Yeah. It, it seems, um, seems Jack is quite the showman from uh, what I've seen of um, Grumblebee in the past. So um looking forward to, uh, to finally seeing some LTB shows and uh, what's he, what's he going to add to all that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to see him swing from some lighting rigs and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mike around his head <laughs> classic the classics that's it yeah absolutely <laughs> but talk to us more about The Hopeless obviously you know, it's come out on January 22nd and the track so far seem to have had such a, a great response with the flow and how it sounds and everything but I mean how different was was this album to make for you I mean does, does it does it seem and feel different than the than the others I mean create, creatively yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, again, because the writing process was a little different in how we approached it, and yes, I mean, there were time constraints put upon us, which, you know, because of everything that's happened, I mean, I don't know, I don't know of any musician that's ever 100% happy with a record that they've made, you know, um, there's always something you want to, yeah, there you yeah, go. So. I've never, yeah, I've never made a record I'm happy with, never, ever, no. I think. I would carry on trying, <laughs> trying to sing it's, better. It's never going to work. <laughs> that'll do, that'll do, pig. Exactly. <laughs> No, exactly. So, you know, there's some of the tracks. Well, I think, I think again, like we spent two years writing it and, and pre-programming it and getting it ready, but actually in terms of actual physical recording for this album, I mean, personally, my guitar parts were done in one day. Oh, wow. So, wow. you know, that, that's not a brag. That's like, I want to go back and do more. <laughs> yeah. You know, because that, that, that was the time constraints that we had, you know, so actually, and I was planning to go back and do more, but everything happened, you know, so... Um, I think we had what we needed and actually, you know, perhaps it would have probably been detrimental if I went back and started layering 20,000 guitars doing like tapping turners and shit. But, um, so yeah, I mean, is, is, is it different? Yes and no. Again, like it, it feels like us. It sounds like us. Um, is it all self-produced? Jack, yeah, Jack, Jack produced the record. Yeah. Nice. So, um, we did it all in Jack's studio. Um, which, you know, again, as I say, for me, it was, you know, 24 hours of guitar playing after two years of writing and, and doing it for Jack. It's been, thousands of hours obviously so i think yeah that that's a whole other responsibility you know um and one that again all of us would love to have been more involved with but circumstances have dictated that you know we've had to do everything via email which has its own issues you know um in terms of communication and everything else that you know yeah you just want to be in a room together that's the that's the one thing i, I did miss uh, in, in this record because we've, we've always not necessarily for the mixing uh, totally, but you know, you, you're there through the majority of, of, of the recording. I love sitting and listening to Mo play drums. I love sitting, you know, watching Bush do his bass takes and Ross come up with insane squealing guitars. I don't know how he does it. And I love being there while the guys are doing that and while the vocals are going down. But 
again, because of circumstances, we couldn't do that this time. So, you know, when it came to my parts, certainly it was me, Jack in the studio, and that was it. So that's real different um, and something that, you know, not necessarily bad, just just different. Um, I, I just like being there while it's being created, you know, and it, I, I like any musician, I get off on that, I love it. So, yeah. And I'm guessing you use Jack for B-sides and stuff as well, going, you know, like it's all in-house now, like it saves you. Nah, he was shy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're going to get somebody else to do the b side. He's fucked the A-side so bad, we're going to have to have a... St- we're going to have to have a sterling B-side to make up for how bad he's fucked the ace. No, um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah that's, the, that's the golden ticket, I suppose, for bands having someone who's a great producer in the band. It's, it's, it's perfect, yeah. Was just, I mean, you know, and we don't take it for granted. It's not something that we're taking the piss with. You know, we're paying him. We're paying him to do it because at the end of the day, it's what he does. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's great. We're lucky to do it this way. Hmm. I, I was quite intrigued by the title of the record, The Hopeless. I mean... What actually is the the hopeless? Is is there like a, a theme with these songs, or is it just a lyrical thing? Um, a bit of both. I mean, <clears throat> the title was Jack's idea, and it's quite an interesting one because what we've always said with our music, we we always think we're writing like the most moody, fucking depressing songs on the face of the earth, and then when we listen back, you're like, oh, actually, they're not at all. There's like, and there's always this strong element of hope. There always there always is. There'll be loads of people said that to us as well. And we always feel the same. It was really interesting, really intriguing when Jack suggested this title and, and, and came the same reason, you know, that, that to him that the songs sounded like they had this, this feeling in them, you know, um, that the other albums have had as well, of underlying hope, you know, of, of whatever the situation may be. So hence where it came from. And I guess, you know, for Jack, it's, it's to, to do with the lyrical content and the certain tracks. Again, he can explain that better than me. But uh, I guess for the rest of us, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, it, not necessarily the hope of continuing on and doing it, but the, the hope of, I don't know, just trying to lead a life less ordinary, I guess, you know, um, still getting to do what we love and putting music out that people are into. And that's all we want from it. Yeah. And I mean, Long in the Brave have been a band for like over a decade now, and you've done some wild things in that time from just phenomenal tours in the UK and overseas and festivals from playing the main stage of Redden and Leeds to arena shows supporting A Day to Remember. I mean, just, just so many things. But when you look back at everything and have this time to reflect, I mean, what's some of the memories that, that stick out for you that you think, oh, well, that's crazy, like, that sometimes is, is unbelievable you've actually been able to do? Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one. Like, because, <clears throat> I don't know, you look back and you think these times should have been like the happiest times you've ever had, you know, because you're doing these things that you've always dreamed of. And I think it's a combination of things with our band that because we were under such a, a strange scenario a lot of the time that there was so much pressure internally with what was going on that actually a lot of the times we had weren't that much fun you know which is a real shame when you look back on it now that things that should have been so amazing and they were amazing that you didn't take them for what they were because you were so wrapped up in all the stuff that was going on but that said i mean things that stick out for me i mean yeah like you said main stage running and leads that was that's one of the ones I always, I'll always cherish uh, forever. I mean, I've watched every band I've ever loved on that stage, you know, um, and to gather and, and to play, it was just like, wow, man, that was, that was incredible. Glastonbury was awesome just because it's Glastonbury. You can't. Um, I would say in terms of tours, the uh, one that will always stick out was Biffy. The tour in Europe with Biffy Clyro was just phenomenal. The most lovely, lovely, lovely men and, and their crew are just incredible as well. And um, so, 
we were honoured, absolutely honoured to have done that tour. And we did a show with them in Belfast as well at the um, at the Titanic um, exhibition uh, outside, which was that was really special as well. So otherwise, man, <laughs> rock and ring, rock and park. Eesh. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, they were crazy. Although we had a nightmare at the first one, but. Um, Oh, just oh, yeah, trying to play, <laughs> trying to play rock and rock and ring as Nine Inch Nails crew are trying to set up for the evening around. You're like, cool, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, right. um, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, waiting for Trent Reznor to come beat the shit out of us for, for being <laughs> his crew's way or something. Um, yeah, no, uh, we just yeah, we've done we've done a lot of stuff. And do you know what? One one that does stick out is really early on was Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, um, because those guys were just such pros and such pros. They taught us a lot. I think. I guess the, the earliest one, though, that blew our minds was Deftones. We supported Deftones in Paris. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was bonkers. I remember being so nervous. Like, Steph was at the door as we came in, and it's like, welcome to Paris. And all of us just like... <laughs> it just couldn't say anything, you know? It's like, Jesus, like, these guys are our heroes. And then we got to watch them, you know, side of stage, and there was one point where, where Chino saw us were saying on the side of the stage, and we're like, oh, fuck, we're going to get kicked off here. And he kind of, like, looked, he couldn't see because of the lights, and he's like... <laughs> so we're like, oh my god! So we we've been really lucky, man. We, look, we're just fans of all these bands, and just like, we've not met anyone who's been a dickhead, which yeah. is nice. amazing. Yeah, that's good to you. That's very good to you. Um, yeah, that's awesome. The, yeah, the Deftones, the Deftones thing is brilliant. <laughs> um, uh, do, do you know what's really funny? So Steph had um, a, a, a foot controller for his uh, amplifier, um, and every single um, button or he had labeled as scenes. The way he remembered them, they were all different pictures of tits. <laughs> that's that's what we do and that's what we like to bring out on sapling podcast the behind the scenes details of people's foot pedals um yeah yeah i'm a guitar gig man i'm sorry that's amazing that's what he had and it's like he has to remember or not you in the middle of like whatever song like oh cool that chorus is those ones yeah i I thought you were gonna say like different scenes of a movie or something like that you know so he'd be like oh that's the beginning all right no i get it yeah Oh, do you? Although you just, that's, that's a brilliant idea, though. I'm, now I'm just seeing Top Gun on my pedalboard. Like, <laughs> there you go. Playing beach volleyball and stuff. Oh, wow, man. So, yeah. No, that's when you said, oh, yeah, so we had pictures of I was like, oh, it's, you know, um, Bruce Wayne's parents being shot. And then he's putting, then he's putting the, then he's putting the suit on, you know, so, you know, to go in order with the song. Yeah, how, yeah, do, yeah. how do you decipher the order of the boobs? Which is the craziest sentence I've said <laughs> on this podcast. How do you decide the order of the boobs? But, like, I, I've, got a, oh, I've got an image in my head now of him going, oh, oh this, go. this is the clean guitar part, so I need the X boobs. Like, bra, uh, bra, bra, bra. bra. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like 100%, man. Like, How the, the guy just... must be. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to get him on just to ask that now. We're going to have to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's blown me for six. That's 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 a speechless story, to be fair. But like, yeah, I'm I, I just lost now. I'm lost thinking how how do you decipher from boob to boob? Like, what's he's got a method to his madness, and I need to know it now. Otherwise, it's, it's going to keep me up all night. I think. <laughs> you've ruined Amazing. my evening now mate you'll find you'll find it online the, the guy is such a massive guitar geek like oh, he, true, he, yeah. he, he talks for like days and he, he's been talking I don't think at that point he'd been trying this thing for two years trying to get it where he wanted it and still couldn't get it there so yeah you'll find it online right definitely. I've written down Steph pedal tits let's see how that goes <laughs> <laughs> this is stunning new solo project <laughs> Steph pedal tits <laughs> oh. uh, 
but, Classic. But, but like, while reminiscing, like, meeting some of your musical heroes and everything, is there any other ones that come to mind that you've been able to interact with or, just, or stuff in your yeah, journey? Just been, yeah, has, uh, yeah. Has there any, been anyone you've just been the year and you're like, ah, how has this happened? Like, because uh, I know that happened to me several times. Yeah, I mean, I guess backstage at various different festivals, you see people like, oh, fuck, you're real. You're actually a real person. Jeez, you're not like on the TV or something. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's people that I massively admired. Like I mentioned Fryan Rabbit earlier. I was, I'm a huge Fryan Rabbit fan. And we did, um, oh, goodness me, what festival? Latitude. Um, and they had the next dressing room to us and they were just hanging out there. And again, being so like such a massive fan, I, I didn't want to go over and say anything, which is just stupid and I, I massively regret that now massively regret. I mean I just say hello to Scott and stuff in my past but you know you just want to go and have a chat these things happen I guess um, who else uh, uh, just do Josh Om nice he's a big boy he's a big boy he's a very tall fella <laughs> isn't he yeah, I think he was on an off day when I saw him, but that's that's another story. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just from a distance, a lot of people. I, I guess we kind of keep ourselves to ourselves and don't kind of get in the way. <laughs> of course, I was that thing of like, are we supposed to be here? We're like this little band from Cambridge. Yeah. There's all these really important people around here. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, for years I kind of secretly suffered with imposter syndrome, where I'd just be walking around going, I can't believe, like, I don't like, oh my god, Motley Crue were there. Like we like we yeah, did yeah. yeah we like we did download festival and like literally next doors was Tommy Lee a DJ equipment in his own dressing room in his own cabin and then the rest of Motley Crew the seventy plus age range were at a different <laughs> at a different room and we, I was just like how is this but then yeah there's there's bits then where you have to like just pretend that you're like ah this is this is fine man yeah of course I meant to be talking to Pharrell. What's this? Exactly. Yeah, of course. He's my mate. The, the vampire of his age. Yeah. yeah it's it's like, mental. No, it is, it is it's completely bonkers. I think uh, Mo, Mo got a good one with. We um, again, download um, the year Iron Maiden played. We uh, ended up back in there, like somehow blacked our way into their backstage bit. And Nico was serving pints behind their own bar. And Mo being Mo, because Mo doesn't give a fuck, just went, all right, and took a picture with a flash right in his face. And uh, it's just like, no, no pictures, no, no. It's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I, I did get the biggest one. The biggest one, actually, I forgot to now. The biggest one. I was really lucky. My friend Andy Huns. Um, he is a. Uh, he was really involved with like graphics design, and, and he'd done um, an album artwork that was um, put forward for the Endless River Pink Floyd's album. From memory, he said there was like hundreds of, of bits of art that they bought to go for this record, and then they were going to pick one. So there was all these really famous, like Daniel Hurst, and all these people submitted stuff, and they ended up going like some Spanish artist no one never heard of. But Andy invited me to the Endless River launch party. Uh, so I went to London with him to that because I'm, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. And, um, and I met Dave Gilmore. And that, that, blew, that blew my mind because, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the band, but I'm a massive fan of Dave Gilmore. And uh, he was just a lovely, lovely man. He actually took a picture of us. There was a selfie of all three of us, um, you know, taken by David, which is, uh, which is pretty awesome. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, that, that was nice. Yeah, I'm glad you've got that memory. That's, um, yeah, that's amazing. Have you got that picture? I have. It's on Instagram, I think. Oh, well, Morgan, keep that. We'll, uh, re- remember that. We'll use that for socials. So, yeah. Always thinking. So always thinking. It, it, always you're thinking. Just telling, always you're telling me to steal his content and use it for our own. Yeah, yeah feel free, okay. man. Oh, well, you feel free fine. crack on. Just, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be using pictures of his face anyway. Like, yeah, I know. We're going to blur his face out. Yeah. His face <laughs> and his name. His face, about? yeah. <laughs> the graphic for this is going to say, Saturday podcast with Sean Smith, episode whatever number, very special guest, blanked out from... Blank. <laughs> and just a blank like 
<laughs> I'm well up for that. Yeah, we weren't allowed to. <laughs> yeah, we weren't allowed to use any of this content. We'll dub your voice and everything. Oh. So it is. <laughs> it was just, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh. nice. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to bring his uh, voice a couple of octaves down, Morg, so he sounds like um, <laughs> like a crime like scene a wit- thing. Yeah, on. like a, a witness in protection. Like, yeah. So when I was in Lonely the Brave, well, it's going to be when Lonely the Brave, <laughs> isn't it? That's what it'll be like. <laughs> oh, <fair laughs> oh God, we're silly. Um, but get, getting back on the on the on the serious track as well. I mean, um, I wanted to kind of revisit some of the early days because I noticed that Hassle Records are actually re-releasing your debut album, The Day's War, um, on vinyl to celebrate their fifteenth year anniversary as a record label as well. And I think that was a, a record that got you guys so much attention when it, when it first came out. Obviously, it was, it was kind of like your breakthrough release and, and, and your debut and, and stuff like that. But it, it definitely connected with, with a whole audience in that kind of K-music scene in, in Europe at, at that time. What's some of your fondest memories uh, of its release? Or, or not or fondest not memories, Christ. if you've got any, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know crazy, crazy memories of shit that happened. Well, we recorded. Do you know what that record was? A couple of years old by the time we released it. Um, it, it we we had it. We had it. We, we paid for it ourselves. We did it all ourselves. It was recorded in Jordan uh, Fisher's old studio. I don't know if he still got it. Actually, we didn't know it was his at the time. Actually, um, I think he, he wasn't in at that point. Um, but we were sleeping in Mo's dad's builder's van outside because we couldn't afford to stay anywhere, and we were sleeping literally around the wheel arch in the back of this thing. And you know, so we we did it properly. Um, and then. I, to guess, I guess going from that, I mean, I remember we, we were kind of like, we were signing our deal with Hassel and we were playing like tiny shows somewhere in like Norwich or whatever and to like nobody. And then instantly went from that to like supporting Springsteen, uh, the, uh, the London, whatever it was, you know, by the Olympic Stadium there. And it's like, what the fuck has happened? And then just kind of thinking, oh, cool, this is, this is just, this just how it is, right? This is just what happens now. And like realizing actually afterwards how lucky we were to have gone on that kind of trajectory. But, I think maybe maybe too fast for us. I don't know. You know, we, but I think you you you, you 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 got it perfectly early. Imposter syndrome. That's that's how it feels. For, that was certainly how it felt for a while. It's like fuck. We're here with like real bands. We're not a real band. And I think we still feel like that at times. You know, like well, thirteen years later or whatever it is for this band. You know, so no. But I, it just just being blown away by the fact that people gave a shit. That that's all. That's all I can say. Really. You know, we, songs that we wrote in a little rehearsal room somewhere in Cambridge or in, in our bedrooms and, and, you know, with our mates got to take us around the whole of Europe and, and to meet lovely people and to do amazing things. You know, it's, uh, that was the most special time. I think. And that record still is, is probably my favourite because of that, you know. Nice. Yeah, how did the, yeah, the Springsteen thing come about? How did that happen? I think that was down to Mr Andy Copping, I believe. Um, so Andy came to see us play at... I think it was upstairs in the garage on like a Thursday night or something random. Yeah, I think from there things kind of snowballed. So um, yeah, I think it was all, all, all down to Andy really. Um, I like to think yeah, he took his. Friendly. I like to think he took his cowboy hat off and he said, "You're going to be supporting," and then put his hand in. <laughs> um, kiss? No, you don't want to do kiss. What about <laughs> Springsteen? Yeah, that's, that, that's exactly how it happened. From that's that one, exactly yeah. how it happened. That's how, yeah. yeah. That's how I'm telling no, people no. stuff happened to me, yeah. Um, yeah, we're hoping to have Andy on at some point, because, uh, yeah. He's, oh, uh, man, he's yeah. got some stories. Oh, yeah. He's got some stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, he's got some stories and then some. Um, 
you mentioned there playing um, some some bad venues in like Norwich, Cambridge, and and different places around the UK. What's the worst setup you've ever had to performing you don't have to name oh. name venues but is let's, there, have a cra- it, let's have a crap venue off let's have a what's the worst show you've had to play oh god we've played some we've played some houses we we did play in what was supposed to be the basement of a um a bar i think i think it was in norwich as well actually we got down there and it was just like a broken concrete floor that was dug up, like just dust oh. and shit, and like no and no lights. We're like, oh cool, okay, we're just, we're, we're in the dungeon. We're going to die. We're literally going to die. That was that was pretty good. <laughs> we drove all the way. We drove all the way to Lyon in in France, um, and then found out we were playing on a barge, which sounds amazing. Like, oh cool, well, there's so actually more in um, uh, stage isn't big enough. Is that the answer? Well, yeah, but there's an amazing one in Lyon, which is on a barge, which is really cool. But then we went to Lyon, and we drove for fucking hours. And it was the last day of, like, a 12-week tour. We were all fucking hating it and just, like, just dying to get home and just hated, hating every second. And then we got there and literally, yeah, three people there, free show. No one knew who we were. Like, they just, just played for, like, 15 minutes. And uh, just fuck off, please. Like, okay, cool, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, like, literally standing on top of each other, like, okay, cool, we, we've made it, guys. <laughs> So yeah, that was that wasn't much fun. I, I lost all sense of humour at that point. I, I yeah, I was done. Wow. <laughs> you know what? That happened to me several times in France. I I, I think I quit the band once in France. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know what it is. It must be something about the air in Fra- in France that makes me uh, <laughs> makes Man. me just not not want to be there. Do you know, we've never had a good show in Paris either. Never, really? not once. Like, we've played Paris so many times and something always goes wrong. We've we played, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the venue, but it's down by the, uh, down by the river. And, um, you know, really cool venues. Things started going really well and then everything starts breaking and, like, we couldn't like I was going on. It's like, fuck, you know. And I was throwing all my gear in the river after the show. It's just being so pissed off, just lobbing loads of stuff into the river. Just like, fuck this. You know, um, yeah, we've never, never had a good show in Paris. I don't know what it is. We're just really unlucky with Paris. I'm thinking back about I didn't know when I we did a show with Limp Bizkit there and I was too I had gastroenteritis so I couldn't play oh, yeah <laughs> so I was I couldn't play yeah so somebody else filled in for me who didn't know the words that's that's brilliant there um, perfect yeah yeah Spot um, on. <laughs> so about Limp Bizkit, like so it's not even like us oh, a local show chuck anybody up here oh no so what Limp Bizkit? I'll give him a go let's see how he does can you shout <laughs> yes I can get up there boy get up there um in Paris, yeah, with Funeral for a Friend, uh, we turned up and they wanted us to play a barge and there was no room for Ryan's drum... Ryan's drum kit wouldn't have fitted on the stage. Wow. Let alone cabs or support bands playing as well. So we literally couldn't play. So, yeah, I don't know if... Have I ever played... Noise limiters. Oh, That's the worst. Oh, my God. You can't go for 80 decibels. You're like, I'm talking at 86. Yeah, 100%. We, we played a show in Stamford near Peterborough once and uh, I remember literally like just literally just soloing through every single song because you couldn't hear me at all. So what's the point? Mo's yeah. snare drum was just turning everything off every time you hit it. Yeah. It's like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, I played a gig in Watford once and um, yeah, every song we'd start in and four seconds in it would all the power would cut. And we were like, right, we've tried this six times now. It's not going to happen. We're going to have to give up. It's mental, isn't it? Like, why would we even have a venue if you've got a if you've got the sound like it's yeah it doesn't it doesn't make any sense does it for anybody but then they want you to just turn up with like a yeah. a dj desk and 
but then that's a quiet yourself. DJ as well like, <laughs> he's, not, he's not really dropping bangers is he more of tappers I suppose they would be than bangers I, I'm, I'm so middle aged I can tell you my lawnmower is 92 dB <laughs> alright <Nice. laughs> at least that DJ's got the option to turn it down quite easily I mean just everybody has to play like that yeah yeah <laughs> Jesus yeah they oh unbelievable but I don't think many music fans like kind of realize some of the absolutely like toilet venues as people like to call them you have you have to get through kind of to try and make it and, and stuff I mean I think you know when they see when they see oh well they they've played they played main stage red and lead so everything's easy for them but like well a couple of months ago we were playing Paris, so apparently not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, no, no, it's, it's, yeah, but I think you've got to do it. It's like a rite of passage, yeah. isn't it? You're oh, not yeah. paid you, you know. Um, I think it, it, it wears thin if that's that's where you get to, and that's where it kind of stops, you know. And as you kind of get older, you're like, this is no fucking fun. No, well, this isn't fun anymore, you know. Yeah, my new band um, did a gig uh, in February for Independent Venue Week, so we went on tour. And um, we played a pub in Carmarthen in South Wales. If you get out offered to play Carmarthen, South Wales, turn it down, right? <laughs> um, so we got offered this gig. We turned up. It was literally the back room of a pub, right? And I'm I'm no venueist, right? I'm no venue snob. I'll, I will literally play anywhere, right? We turned up. There was a pool table in the middle of the dance floor, right? I said, oh, Perfect. where's that pool table going to go? He said, oh, that's part of the stage. I was like, What? They brought another pool table in, took two pool tables down the end of the room, right? Set them, like, add them there then, put a bit of MDF, that's medium density fibre board yes. for any um, labourers, and um, just plonked that over the pool table, right? So when the guitar and the bass amp were on each pool table, when the guitars and basses were also standing on the pool table, the amps were just bouncing and nearly falling over. Dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Um, Man, yeah, I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not a venueist, but that, like, I, I literally went. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, I, I was Danny Glover. Yeah, I was too old for this <laughs> shit. <I'm not. laughs> I would I rather let him retire. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not have had those pool tables whatsoever, and everybody played on the floor. Yeah, man, no, you, you, yeah. yeah, and and the thing is, people just don't get it either. They like, well, they think you're a prima donna because you're like, what the fuck. I'm not going to stand on a pool table that's covered in a bit of MDF and I nearly die playing into 12 people. Yeah, I mean, I, mate, I hear you. I hear you completely, man. Yes, yeah, no, not fun. <laughs> yeah, and just a couple of more very quick things, Mark, uh, obviously, before we let you go. Um, one thing we have to mention is the fact that one of our patrons and supporters of the podcast um, is, is actually quite an avid Lonely the Brave fan. We, I don't have to mention oh, awesome. I don't have to mention him. You know who he is because he turns up. James, yeah? Yes. <laughs> probably every show. My question is, what's the weirdest fan experience you've had in oh, Lonely the Brave? James. And, and, right. and is now. it James? We are now, no, we are now going to lose a Patreon member, and he's lost no, a fan. No, you're not. He's because he's going to love the no, fact no. that he's being talked about in this context. So it's fine. No, man, James, James, James is a lovely, lovely dude, man. He's just, he's just a music lover, and and we love him for it. You know, we, what's what's kind of amazing for us is we we turn up somewhere that perhaps we've never ever been before, and you see someone that you know, mm. and that, that is, is cool. And you're like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And that, that's the best thing ever. No, he's 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 a lovely, lovely man. We're 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 very lucky. I I can't think of any any weird fan moments. We we've got so many people that really really care about our band, um, and that's that's incredibly special. We're very lucky to have that man. You know, 
we don't take any of that for granted from anybody, you know. And and they know who they are, Chris, Trina. You know, there's loads of different people who've always been there for us, and you know, I I, I don't doubt it. You know, always will be. You know, um, nah, there's no one no one weird out there. We've had some lovely moments. There's 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 three girls from from France that we see a lot who who bring us like lovely snacks and treats and stuff oh, when nice. they see us. And yeah, you know, we're 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 so lucky, man. We're so lucky. Nice. Nah. Yeah, no, he's a dude. He knows it. Yeah, no, we we we're only, we're only pulling his leg. We 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 both love James, but but I'm surprised you haven't had any weird fan moments. Like no one's asked you to like sing an orange at, at like at singing or oh, like Morgan, What is your imagination, right? Where the best thing you can think of is have you signed <laughs> an, an orange? orange. Well, all right, have, have you signed oranges? I, I, one of my friends once took a prosthetic leg. Um, to be signed by Bert from the U's at Download Festival I mean, one year. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't exactly. You? So yeah. um, I, I thought maybe this is a regular occurrence. Maybe I've I've signed some strange things. Yeah, but generally, it's, generally, it's body parts. Um, yeah, okay. I've had, I've had, uh, I know someone that's got my 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 signature tattooed on them. Ooh. How bonkers um, is that? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. No, just strange ones. I've only had like one. Week playing a show somewhere and, and this guy was like really intense and that that was pretty freaky that uh, but that that happens i guess you know and i can't say he's like a fan of the band he would pass someone who was there for the show or whatever but you know you, we, it goes past being just cool and someone like yeah then you're like okay this session is scary now like yeah, yeah freaking me out now <laughs> um, <laughs> but generally generally speaking man like everyone's just fucking cool we're really lucky luckiest band in the world luckiest <laughs> yeah, band man. in the world um, right. well, have you got, how many nutters do you know? Go on, how many have you got? <laughs> oh, we, oh I've, I've had a few away. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've had people turn up at my parents' house from Holland in South Wales. Oh, good. Yeah, not Holland in South Wales, Holland. <laughs> my parents. I knew I was coming, that's why I started to correct myself. Yeah, um, yeah. came from Holland to South Wales, turned up at my parents' house because they found my ad- my parents' address online because my brother had used it once to try and get like sponsorship for a motorbike he was racing. And they found it and turned up. And my father let him in and made him a cup of tea. And then, Legend. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as you do. Legend. As you yeah. do. I w- yeah, I wasn't there. Um, yeah, what, what other things? Um, a girl bought me a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, it was I a fun one as well. They do them in three different uh, genres. Uh, We're just doing wrong. We must be doing something wrong as a band, man. Seriously, um, like. Oh yeah, if you all get ridiculous blonde uh, helmet <laughs> haircuts, oh you'll be in, you won't be able to bloody move for flashlights. I think that's probably what it is. They saw me and went, "He is never getting a sexual partner." Let's get him a flashlight. That's probably what it was. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else weird. Um, I signed a man's winky once. Nice. Yeah, That's good. He was, he was showing off in Brighton. Um, um, uh, uh, erect what? or not? Oh, what, what's a monster, do you think? Who's <laughs> <laughs> going ripping up with a, I mean, with a sticky his, on? His like, signature? His he, signature's he big really short. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love the... I love the it's I die baby sound. No, no. Um, no, basically, we were in Brighton and... Um, it was after a show when I was outside talking to people and I was signing stuff and some dickhead came over drunk and he was like, oh, you think you're famous, do you? And I was like, nope. And he was like, oh, you sign anything, will you? I was like, yeah, I bet you won't sign my dick. I was like, if you get it out, I'll try and sign it. So I did like one S and I was like, oh, I can't write anymore, bro. It's not, it's not enough. 
This Way one too small. Yay! Yay. Fuck off, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, yeah, signed a winky. Um, <laughs> yeah, a couple of nutters. We have um, over the years there have been a couple of nutters, but um, yeah, nothing too insane. Like I've never feel threatened for my life. I suppose so. That's probably good, isn't it? That's that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I look for in my bands is to never have been threatened in there. <laughs> if I'm going to join yeah. the band, I I often check first if they've ever had their lives threatened. So um... it's pretty high on the list. Yeah, <laughs> don't 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 die. <laughs> What's the plans moving forward? Um, what are we doing about studio time? Are we likely to be killed by our fans? That's the three <laughs> questions I ask when joining a band. Um, but yeah. Uh, Cool. Yeah. So, it, sorry, I've taken it down this road. I've. Uh, it's. Well, I took it down this road, didn't I? It's well, fine. I, I it's know. All but good. Still, I but still, it. Okay. But uh, but with all that aside, what else can we expect now from Louis the Brave coming up? Obviously, the Hope List again coming out on January twenty second. Um, I'm sure there's going to be loads of things in between to kind of help promote it and push and everything. But anything else we should keep an eye out for? I would just say just keep an eye on the socials like you said I mean it, unfortunately there was loads of other things that have planned that because of new announcements from the government have had to be shelved as well oh. which is shite for me. so I won't tell you yeah. what they were because otherwise it's just even worse but uh, there, there are lots of things coming out and like, like you say you know it's just we just want to get it out to people. That's all we want. We just want this record out so people can hear it and, and just to see the reaction because you know, the reaction to the track so far has been so incredible and so so rewarding Um and we're just very, very lucky that people still give a shit, you know? Um, that's the important thing. And, and that love's still there. We, we, still, we still have the love for it and other people do as well. So it's just getting this record out and getting it out to play to people. That's all we want to do. I don't know any... You know, I see so many of my friends, the people that we've become friends with from touring, and everyone's saying the same. We see on social media, it's like, just get me on a stage, just get me out playing, you know? Um, that's all I think anyone wants to do at the moment. And can you imagine, can you imagine how that first gig is going to feel when, when there's a room full of people that have been cramped up and cooped up in their houses you know, with all this stress and pressure, when that lifts, you know, it fuck me, it's going to take the roof off. We, we did, um, we did uh, I think it was Berlin, the night after the Bataclan attack. Um, and we, we were actually in, um, uh, we were in Belgium the, the night it happened. So we, we drove and we didn't know what happened. We just saw these police cars and stuff and then we saw the news. And, you know, the, the, the feeling that night was insane because you can imagine everyone was on edge and everyone was wondering, you know, what's happening and, and I can only imagine it's going to feel like that because after the first song, the place just erupted. When completely, you just you literally felt the demons fly out through the roof. You know, everyone has forgotten. Fuck it, we're here for a good time. So uh, I, I can only hope that's going to happen in this first well, I, I can imagine how it's going to go down. Yeah. I hope it's going to go down. So. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good to hear. And uh, yeah, positive mm. note to leave on, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Yeah, cool. Thank you so so much for giving us your time. Thank you guys. Yeah, it's, been, um, no, it's been my pleasure. It's been real good fun. Thank you. No, yeah, thanks. Congratulations. For on, um, yeah, congratulations on all the success so far. Good luck with the record moving forward. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, Thank you, man. Can you please send Ross my love? I will. Um, I'll give a big snog for you. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to do that. After, oh, I'll have no, to so, it Yeah, socially distant snog, like. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just mouth it. Yeah, just wiggling your tongue at somebody. Anyway, thank you super. <laughs> thank you so, so much. You, we appreciate it. Thank Cheers, you boss. Thank you. Nice one, guys. Take care of yourselves, yeah? You're listening to Sammy Bogart! Yes! Awesome! <laughs> Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for Mark taking time out to have a chat with us two idiots. Um, it was great. Lovely to see him. He's a wonderful human. Lonely the Brave is such a good band and I'm very excited for this new album now. 
Yes, and I really, really enjoyed the fact that when we mentioned a friend of ours from the Patreon group, he knew exactly who we were talking about as well. So, uh, big shout out for James Oakley there. Thank you very much for being a part of the Patreon. And um, yeah, thanks to all the Patreons. Morg, we're going rogue. We're doing the Patreon bit now. It's too late now. I started oh, it. I started. Thank you very much to everybody who's already part of the Patreon. Um, if you've enjoyed any of the other 110, 109 episodes, Jesus Christ. And you will. And to, oh God, you will. Because we have definitely spoken to somebody you love. Get in touch and get supporting the boys now at patreon.com forward slash happening where every penny goes into keeping us alive slash making this podcast real tidy. And as you heard in this episode, you never know what you're going to get from being a member of the Patreon. You might get talked about with your favourite bands on an episode. How exciting is that? But quickly, as we've mentioned, James Oakley as well, um, I did want to give a shout out because he's such a big Lonely the Brave fan that he's actually part of this uh, Facebook community group that their fans have started doing for the band to promote Lonely the Brave's new album. So if you head over to Lonely the Brave fan community on Facebook, you can get involved with that as well and help the band sell more records, basically. Get it out there. It's going to be absolutely awesome. The Hope List available January 22nd worldwide. What? Bands have got communities where people want to do stuff from and share their stuff. Mad, isn't it? Oh, I wish I could win a band like that one day. Anyway, as we said, (laughs) thanks to Mark, thanks to Lonely the Brave. Um, I hope they're all well and they've had a fantastic festive period and um, they enjoyed my birthday as much as I did. Um, And (laughs) yes... Sorry, just talking. Uh, but I'm excited to to see how well Jack fits into the live setting when the um, tour is going to va- eventually happen again. And he would be a great guest to, to have on the podcast at, at some point. Grumblebee is a project I very much enjoyed back in the day as well. So I'm sure he'd have a, a lot to talk about. Yeah, so get in touch with us. Come on the bloody <laughs> podcast, innit? It'd be a laugh, huh? Yeah. And- <laughs> And if you want to get in touch with us, you know by now we don't need to say it again. We say it all the bloody time, but we're going to anyway. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. We're not saying it. No, fuck it. We're not saying it. (laughs) But there's people. You know what? No, this is. Listen, listen now. They've listened to the intro. We've mentioned it on the intro, right? So they know, right? If you are now listening to this, right, <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, I would like to get in touch with the boys, but I don't know how to get in touch with them on social media. Do you know what? Fuck them. Fuck them. We said it earlier. We say it every week. If this is your first time listening, thank you very much. That's amazing. Thank you. I love you. You're probably a lonely and brave fan. Awesome. Welcome to the Sapnin family, right? You are now part of it. But if you can't work out how to find us on social media by now, fuck it. Don't. That's, <laughs> that is fair. That's a really good point. I just get, I, it's just weird because I know there's, uh, there is loads of people who listen to us who don't actually follow our social accounts and it does help. Shit, absolute shitheads. Like, yeah, 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 they could help us. This is the thing. This is the thing. They can help us, right? By supporting us at patreon.com, uh, patreon.com forward slash happening, right? Hmm. Um, that's the cool, that's what all the cool badasses do, right? Yeah. But what I find is the very minimal you could do, right, to support or help us, right? If you've listened to a fucking 30 seconds of this and enjoyed it, right, you owe us at least a follow on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm not fucking saying the name again because you know what it is. So go, if you don't follow us, do, the, do us 
all a favour, swallow your pride, give us a follow for Christ's sake. And give us likes and shares, please. It literally doesn't cost you a single penny to do those things. So fucking do it. That's, that's brilliant. Fair play, Sean. I'm glad, I'm glad you went on that rant. Um, I've spat all over my computer screen here doing that then. <laughs> it looks like it's raining indoors. Wow. That's how passionate you are about this podcast, Sean. This is how I don't know if I can wipe the screen now without ruining this podcast. <laughs> bastards. Like these bastards, selfish, not following us shit deads. Oh, here we go. Am I doing it? Oh, we're all right. We're all right. We're all right. Hey. If you can hear this, we're all right. <laughs> Oh, I lost. Oh. It's New Year. New Year, new me, man. Is and it? Apparently, new me's fucking bonkers. <laughs> you've said you've got to keep this up every episode oh. now. You've got to beat this. Oh. I'm oh. tired of it already. Is there any way we can just do like another New Year one for next year and then just. But, but speaking of New Year, Sean, I, I know I asked you in the intro about your resolutions and thing for the podcast, but I didn't ask you about your band Raiders. What's, um, what's the plans for 2021 Ooh. with you and the gang? Well, as, as this is January 1st, I believe the last of uh, merch we have in stock is up for sale now um, at uh, potentially discounted prices. I don't know, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so check out Raiders Band uk.bandcamp.com where you can check out the four songs we've previously released and the merchandise if not on um, digital streaming platforms search Raiders UK Raiders with a gap between it space then UK um, where our four songs are on there please check it out we need all the lessons we can get and yeah and that, that's it really like we're we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because we don't know whether to sort a tour mm. because we don't know if touring's a thing that exists anymore. Um, but obviously it's going to be a much harder now in Europe as well. Thanks. Thanks to Um f- For nothing positive back. So yeah, um, yeah, check out Raiders Band. Is it at Raiders Band or is it at Raiders Band UK? It's at Raiders Band UK. Thank you very much, Dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing whatever happens with with uh, the band this year. Hopefully, get to see you on stage again because I think that's where you're happiest, Sean. Really, is on stage. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I get a self arm in front of people while they just laugh and go, "Oh, he's silly." <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, "Oh, this is interesting. Look at his eyes. Oh, funny, he's bleeding from his head." And I'm like, "I'm gonna kill myself on stage." <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. Come and check Raiders out because you never know. It could be the last show. <laughs> it's a fucking dark that oh. went real dark real quick well, anyway it's fucking January the 1st 2021 I can't believe it we're living in the future any second now we should have flying cars like the Jetsons I think very very soon we'll be seeing aliens and UFOs more frequently so um, get ready okay well while I get ready Sean um we mentioned Patreon, but if people go to the description of this episode, there's a heap of names of wonderful people that we need to thank because everyone is part of it, as we said, are absolutely awesome. 
But right now, Sean is going to give a mohusive shout out to the elite members of our Sapling Podcast Patreon community. Those are the people who are in the top tiers. They've probably changed their names to something wacky to uh, mess with us. And we're going to find out right about now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you very much to the amazing Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Liwawe, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Janelle, happy birthday, Sean, Caston, Nathan Croshaw, Kelly Young, happy birthday, Sean, Dilly, happy belated birthday to the sexiest human on the planet, Catherine Moenig, oh, and some fella called Sean, apparently, Sarah, happy birthday, Scott Jones, the true Patreon Jesus, James, Paul Hirschfield, thank you very much, Liam Connolly, Scooby Drew Styles, Kelly Owen, Michael Engler, Kat Besant, Amadine Urbano, Laura Mar Sanchez, aka The Lozster, Tony Michael, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, happy birthday, Sean, drinks for you when we're eventually allowed out, thank you very much, Scott, Bert, Simon Amos, Jody Shannon, Ollie, happy belated birthday to that guy with a fringe who stood next to Beautiful Blue Eyes for a few years, Amesbury, Kate Stevenson, Danny Sober, New Year's Eve in the pool, Eaton, Jenny Sexy Boy Monster, Lucy Diaz, Becky Handy, Martina McManus, Emily Senegals, Kelly Happy Belated Birthday, Sir Sean Connery Mallory, Bastard. Happy Birthday, uh, Happy Birthday! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Not Happy Birthday! Thank you very much to John and Emma, Erin Howard, Jason Oredia, Jenny Robson, Marcy Jacobson, Louis Cook, Sandra Kuacek, Craig Happy Late Birthday, Sean Harris, Kelly Emma Cannon, Kevin Clark, Happy Belated. Happy belated birthday, Sean Smith. P.S. If that's really starting to sting, try using Anasol. I don't know what that's for. Livy Cropper, James McNaught, Tallulah Grant, Stuart, happy birthday to my second favourite front man, Sean Smith. Love you, buddy. McNaught. Who's his first, then? Sharif Awadali, thank you very much. Lydia Henderson, Dana, Dancefloor, Darlin, Lasnava, Nula Clark, Caroline Robinson, thank you very much for joining. This is your first shout-out. Um, you can change your name, but please don't. Julia, I think it's someone's birthday, but it can't have been important. Ravitch, TJ, happy birthday to my favourite Welshman, Welsh frontman, Ali Jones, and I guess another one with the mullet and Raiders. Josh, happy birthday, Sean. Let's do shots in coolers in 2021. Crisp. If, you, if you've ever been to Coolers in Merthyr, you don't need a vaccine, that's a fact. Um, uh, thank you very much to Adam Parslow. Thank you very much to Alice struggling to make a funny name Wood. Keris, the happiest belated birthday to my favourite frontman ever, Lucas Woodland. And I guess you too, Sean Andrews. 
And last but not least, Jacob, happy birthday to the person with whom life simply wouldn't be the same. Happy birthday, Charles Goodyear Turner. That was fucking ages. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. That's a fucking two-hour podcast. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, thank you very much to all of those guys and anybody who's part of the Patreon. Like Morgan said, check out the description on your phone or on your computer, wherever you fucking check out these podcasts. Also, while you're there, have a look at the description. Rate us subscribe uh, and share as well please if you can um it really really does help especially rating us give us a five star even if you're lying come on it's just gone christmas it's just gone my birthday try and make 2021 a bit better for us by giving us a five star review everywhere please yes well said sean couldn't have said it better myself um thanks to everyone in our patreon for making this thing happen we love you very very much thank you to everyone who's listened to this episode thank you to mark thank you to sean happy birthday again sean happy new year anything else you'd like to mention before we stop recording um Nobody was expecting last week's episode with Dave Hill from Slade. Fucking no. And, was um, <laughs> it went quite well, I thought. Um, so, yeah, that's mad. So, yeah, expect more out-of-the-box chats, especially with people um, in genres. You don't expect us to <laughs> fucking have friends. <laughs> oh, you wait. You wait to see what we got fucking coming. Anyway. Oh, and to find out earlier than anybody else who next week's guest is, again, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. I know I said I wasn't going to mention it again, but fucking here it is. Anyway, sapnin! Sapnin! Hey, first of the fucking year done, tidy. You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.